Hi everyone, welcome back to our Streaming Science podcast series. I am your hostess, Shelby Carlton from Lakeland, Florida, and I'm a senior majoring in agricultural communication at the University of Florida. Streaming Science is a student-driven, multimedia science literacy program connecting you to scientists and scientific concepts to enrich your everyday life. You are listening to our Science of Superstorms playlist. Superstorms are complex with multiple scientific and social layers. In this podcast, I am investigating how theme parks prepare their animals for superstorms. I spoke with Lori Bruckheim, who is a zoologist at Disney's Animal Kingdom in Orlando in relation to superstorms. Listen to the interview to learn more about how they prepare the animals, the precautions that they take during the storms, and how they evaluate the practices that they used after the storms. I'm here with Lori Bruckheim. She is a zoologist at Animal Kingdom. So, Miss Lori, what do you do at Animal Kingdom? So, actually, I'm a zoological manager, and I've been with Disney's Animal Kingdom for about 21 years. Um, I was uh, privileged to be there prior to it opening. And in my role, I'm responsible for about 26, 27 keepers and close to 100 animals up in an area called Rafiki's Planet Watch. And in that particular area, um, we'll have guests come and they'll interact with some of our domestic animals. And we will also take some of our animals out into the park for the rest of the guests and offsite for um, children's hospital programs as well. Wow. So how many animals are at the facility? Well, in our particular area, there's probably close to 100. But in all of Disney's Animal Kingdom, I don't have an exact number. I could definitely say hundreds. Um, because we have a number of animals that are out on the safari, on the savanna, and those are herds of animals. And then we also have um, quite a few animals out in our aviaries, our walkthrough aviaries. So I don't have a specific number, but there are a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Living in Florida, there's a lot of hurricanes. How do you prepare the animals for the storms? That's a great question because um, obviously living where we do, we have to be prepared and we are responsible for the animals care 24 seven. In fact, um, not only do we have those that take care of the animals during the day, but we also have a night team. So we're always having care. For storms, um, we have a number of people that are monitoring weather at all times because it's not only storms, but we also wanna make sure the guests are safe. So even when we see like electrical storms coming, we get reports of how close those um, storms are and whether or not we have to close attractions. We don't want to uh, put guests in harm's way when we know that there's going to be lightning. So with this group that monitors weather, um, we do it on a daily basis. But when we have those tropical storms coming, we will go ahead and get notifications when they're 72 hours out, when they're 48 hours out, when they're 24 hours out. And with each notification, there's different prep that needs to happen. All of the particular areas do their own prep, and we can talk more about that as we go farther in this. You said that there are cast members on site during the storm? Yes, so we have what we call ride-out crews. Those crews are not necessarily part of the night team, though the night team does have some keepers and managers that might stay. But what we try to do is um, in advance, usually up to a year in advance, we will go through and update who our hurricane rideout crews are. Those particular crews are made up of keepers and managers that are specific to the 
different areas in the park. So they really know those animals. So for example, if specific care needs to happen and that uh, keeper has to shift an animal from one to another, they know that animal. So they, they're the best ones prepared to do that. So we do have ride out crews that stay. Um, we try to do a minimal amount because um, Disney is very sensitive to families and making sure that people are taking care of their homes as well as being at work. And so that's why it's on a voluntary basis as to who actually does the ride out. That's a good idea too. So you've been there for 21 years. I'm sure you've experienced lots of storms. What's the worst storm that you can remember? Yeah, we've had many, many storms. Um, probably the worst is Hurricane Irma, which was in 2017. Um, there was uh, very high winds. And one of the things that makes Disney's Animal Kingdom so beautiful is we have a lot of vegetation, um, both for the animals from a habitat standpoint, as well as for the guests for shade, because it gets super hot, obviously, in summer and so forth. So in that particular storm, we had a lot of uh, downed trees, tree damage, um, lots of branches all over. In my particular area, which is kind of at the end of the park, you have to take a train to get to Rafiki's Planet Watch. The entire pathway, when you get off the train, there's a pathway that leads you to the building. And that pathway, we lost some major trees. And so um, we could not uh, open to the guests for a couple of days in order to get that cleared. So does each animal have their own emergency plan? Um, yeah, so again, depending upon the areas, and I can speak more about the area that I work in, which is Rafiki's Planet Watch, um, though I know this to be true with all the areas, whether they're out on the safari or the aviary or in any of the other um, specific areas in the park. In our area, we have a set plan for each individual animal because depending upon where that animal is housed on a regular basis, if they're housed outside, we have indoor hurricane holding. And each year we have to review based on our collection, which animals we have, which animals we can get. Um, ours is a pretty intensive prep because most of our animals have to go into separate smaller cages. So, as we're getting ready for a storm, we're moving those animals in. Um, and then also for our domestic livestock, they're secured in our barn. So that's not a big deal because they're used to coming in at night anyway. Was there a lot of damage other than the trees after the storm? You know, though there was lines down and so forth, one of the things that we do as part of our preparation is we have generators and we test them throughout the year. So we never lose power because many of our animals are temperature dependent or humidity dependent. Um, many of our reptiles, so our snakes, um, also our amphibians, are in particular aquariums that need to be um, maintained at certain temperatures and so forth. So we have major generators throughout the park. So other than mainly the horticultural damage, which was extensive, um, we didn't really sustain uh, much damage in other areas, even our buildings. We have pretty strong hurricane-proof buildings, um, so we didn't lose like roofs or anything like that. It was mainly the, the plants and the trees. That's good. Do the parks close down during and after the hurricane? Yeah, that's a great question. Disney is very guest-focused, and we know that people plan their vacation years in advance, and so we're very sensitive to make sure that we are going to give them the best experience and be sensitive about just closing 
if we do not have to. But at the same point, safety is our number one priority. So depending upon the storm that's coming and the prep time that we have, oftentimes we'll be monitoring so closely that we can go ahead and have the park opened and then maybe close that park early that day if we think the storm is gonna pass that evening. But we always give a nice buffer because we do not want any of the guests to be in harm's way. Depending upon the storm and the aftermath, we will have to go ahead and close the park, but they don't take that lightly. And that's why we have whole teams that are responsible for really monitoring the pathway of the storms, the intensity of the storms, duration of the storms, and they plan accordingly as to how that's going to affect Disney World. In the past storm that was really hard and they couldn't have the guests go out, many hotels would just go ahead and cater to the guests that were there. Even some guests that um, perhaps didn't get a hotel, we took in extra guests to make sure that um, it's just a really tough time if people are away from their homes and so forth. Um, at Disney, we try to do whatever we can, again, for safety for the guests, giving them the best experience, but we do have to close prior, depending upon the preparation that's required, and then we also have to go ahead and stay after, depending upon the damage that, that's received. There's a lot of behind the scenes that you don't realize. <laughs> yes, there is, definitely. <laughs> what have you seen that can be improved for the next storm? You know, I think each year, what we do, which is a really great practice, is we do a debriefing. So the particular crews that ride out the storm then get together after the storm and go over everything. Um, because so much, as, as you just said, goes behind the scenes. So we have veterinary staff that stay on for 24-7 during a storm in case there's a major injury and so forth. Our Animal Nutrition Center prepares all the diets in advance to make sure that we have enough food should we not have people there and be able to kind of stockpile it for depending upon how many days we're going to need it. So when we go through our debriefing, we have all of the groups kind of talk together and say, how did it go? Were any improvements needed? Did we have enough food? Did the generators go okay? Um, also prescriptions. Many of our animals are on a variety of medications for a number of reasons. When a storm's approaching, we work closely with our veterinary team and we make sure that we get extra prescriptions, again, to last us through the day. Um, extra water. All of those things that people do in their own homes to prepare, we do on a much grander scale because of the number of animals that we have. And also for the rideout crew, we have lunches and dinners prepared, waters for them, um, sleeping accommodations arranged in the areas. So all of that goes into the preparation. Yeah, there's a lot that you don't think about until it's happening. Does every animal take shelter during a storm or is it safer for some of them to stay outside? All of our animals have barns that they can go into except for like the aviary where they're free flight. Depending upon the situation, sometimes animals will be left out. If they can't be um, caught up in separate cages and we feel like they might weather the storm better being out, um, that's a decision that each of the teams make. But like for some of our larger hoofstock, for our giraffes, for our elephants, for a variety of antelopes, they all have their night enclosures and they are used to shifting on and off because um, at nighttime, we shift a lot of our animals off so that we have maintenance crews that go on like our safari and make sure everything is set for the next day. 
in the case of a storm, those animals just stay in until we know that it's safe for them to go out. Many of those animals out on paddocks stay on the paddocks because there's hot wire. Now the guests don't see that, but that's ways of managing. If you see a group of animals, they're not going to be able to just get out. Well, after a storm, we need to make sure to check the perimeter of all the uh, paddocks to make sure that that hot wire is still working and that it's safe. There's no branch or there's no particular obstacle that could potentially harm the animal. So for some of those larger herds, we will try to bring them in. In a past institution, we actually left um, a flock of flamingos out and they did really well in the storm because they would flock together and they know where to position their bodies when the wind came or up against kind of a wall. So animals are pretty good at navigating through storms. They've had to through, you know, uh, thousands of years. But um, because of the care that we give, we really try to take into account those individual animals and where they need to go. Yeah, preparing animals for a storm is hard anyways, but especially at a theme park. Thank you for letting me interview you today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, Miss Lori. I hope you enjoyed listening to our guest and learning about how a major theme park prepares their animals for superstorms. I'm your hostess, Shelby Carlton. Stay tuned for more tracks from our Science of Superstorms series on StreamingScience.com and connect with us on social media. Have a great day and thanks for listening.